The Girls State Tournament Field is set in wrestling. Super Regionals held on Friday. Good morning. Here's a look at the area qualifiers from the SWAT of Valkyrie. Six advance out of Region 1. They took the top four in each weight class. Jazz Christensen, Addie Lundquist, Evie Marlin, Grace Britton, Ellen Gerlock, and Haley Armstrong are all moving on to state. AHSTW is advancing runner-up Bella Canada from the Region 1 tourney. She won by fall in the semifinals and then lost by fall in 5 minutes and 10 seconds in the championship match at 235. Riverside was in Region 2 at the Tyson Events Center and finished today with two champs and one fourth-place finisher. Molly Allen and Carly Henderson won titles for the Lady Dogs, while Kia Meek also advances to state. Allen had three technical falls to win the 115-pound championship. She's 26-0 on the season. Henderson improved to 27-5 with a 120-pound title. Her day saw a pin, a decision victory, and a win in the finals by injury to fault. Meek moves on by finishing fourth at 170. She won three straight matches on the backside of the bracket to help earn her way to Coralville. State Wrestling Tournament for the girls will be held Thursday, February 2nd, and Friday, February 3rd at Extreme Arena. The Atlantic girls basketball team extends their record to 14-4 and and remains in the hunt for a Hawkeye 10 title with a 48-35 win over St. Albert on Friday night. The Saints fall to 15-3 overall and 7-2 in conference play. Tom Robinson had the broadcast. Atlantic head coach Dan Vargason says team defense and the inside game keyed the team's success. Yeah, we're, we are playing tough um, mentally, physically. Um, we're rebounding the ball. We're getting our hands up on defense. Uh, you know, we did a better job of driving to the paint, not settling for threes. Uh, that was my concern was uh, the way we played against Shenandoah and um, Crest, and we might settle for the outside ball a little too much and, and get a little intimidated by a 6-3 girl in the, in the paint. But uh, I thought we did a good job tonight getting in the paint, getting points in the paint, scoring at the free throw line and hitting shots when we need them. The Saints open up a 10-5 lead in the first quarter sparked by Lily Crone's five points but the lead was short-lived. Atlantic answered with a 6-0 run in the quarter. The Trojans kept the momentum in the second frame outscoring the Saints 16-7. Jada Jensen fueled the offense with eight second quarter points and the Trojans took a 27-17 lead into the locker room at half. St. Albert turned the tables in the third quarter, outscored Atlantic 13-6, and trimmed the home team's lead to 33-32 at the end of three quarters. It appeared the Saints would get over the hump when Ella Klusman knocked down a three-point basket early in the fourth quarter to vault the Saints to a 35-33 lead. It did not take the Trojans long to respond. Maddie Huddleston countered with a long-range shot, leapfrogging the Trojans back in the lead 36-35, Huddleston's bomb started a 15-0 run, leading the Trojans to a 48-35 win. We've been locked down on defense. You know, I didn't realize that we didn't allow a, a bucket the last seven minutes of the game. Um, you know, they took the lead 35-33. And then uh, when we took the lead, not only did we not give it back up, but they didn't score. Um, that's incredible. So uh, that's a couple games in a row where we've allowed our opponent to have fewer than five points in the fourth because uh, I, I think I was the same at Shen, 21-5, and then against... Uh, Crescent was 21-9 or something like that. So the fourth quarter has been really good to us, and I think that part of that is the fitness of our kids. Three players scored a double figures for the Trojans. Jada Jensen led with 12 points. Maddie Huddleston and Peyton Harder scored 11. Aubrey Geyer, 8. Claire Pellet, 4. And Kira Olsen chipped in, 2. Missy Evasek led the Saints with 12 points. Lily Crone at 7. Ellie Klusman, 6. Sava Underwood at 5. Lena Roslanik and Molly Wise, 2. And Ellie Monahan chipped in, 1. Atlantic travels to Red Oak on Tuesday nights, and Albert matches up against Council Bluffs Abraham Lincoln tonight.
I'm Tom Robinson reporting. In the girls' game on KSOM last night, Harlan bounced back from Thursday's 68-45 loss at Carroll with a 58-53 win in double overtime against Creston. Aubrey Schwizo scored 23 points, and Erica Rust contributed 14 to curtail a strong performance from a young and quickly improving Creston team. From the very start, the Panthers looked much better than their 4-12 record might indicate. The visitors held leads of 5-2, 9-5, and 11-10 in the opening minutes. Harlan, though, closed out the first quarter on an 11-3 stretch to take a 21-14 advantage into the second. Creston's defense helped them hang around for the rest of the half and really the rest of the game. Keeley Cohen hit two three-pointers before the break, and Ella Turner knocked in another to help them claw back within 24-22 and eventually 27-25 at halftime. Doran Pop was a big factor early and ended up with 10 first-half points, hitting 6 of 6 at the free-throw line. Third quarter, very even. Neither team ever led by more than five. Creston took a brief 35-34 advantage on an Aaliyah Calvin interior basket. Harlan answered late in the frame to claim a 36-35 lead through three quarters. The fourth quarter saw Harlan get off to a 6-0 run and lead by seven points. Cyclone switched to a box-and-one defense intended to limit pop, but Creston was able to stay in the hunt and rallied with a 9-4 stretch to force overtime. Tied at 46. They went uh, through four minutes of OT, and neither team could gain any separation. Tied at 51. They went to another OT. Harlan hit some key free throws in that final session and went at 58-53. Home squad 12 of 16 after halftime from the line, 18 of 28 in the game. Creston made 15 of 26 free throws on the night, but just 7 of 15 after halftime. Pop scored a team-high 16 points for the Panthers, while Ella Turner contributed 13, and Keeley Cohen had 11. After the game, Harlan coach Zach Clawson. Gutty, um, very gutty. Um, you know, they jumped on us in that first overtime. I think they got up three right away or something like that. And, uh, you know, we crawled our way back into it. Um, you know, a couple free throws there to maybe sew it up in that in the end of that first overtime. But these girls, they love excitement. They like drama a little bit. So they excited. they were excited to go four more minutes. And uh, I thought we made some good plays there. Panthers moved to 4-13 and on the season. Harlan is now 11-6. and Also in girls basketball last night, Marley Johnson reached a scoring milestone for Stanton. 86-31, they beat Essex. Johnson scored 23 points and now has 1,000 in her career. Also in that win for the Vikings, it was Jenna Stevens with 18 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 steals. Hannah Olson, 16 points, 6 rebounds. They improved to 16-2 on the season. Nottaway Valley continues their high-scoring nature. 80-36, they top Southeast Warren, led by who else? Lindsey Davis, 32 points in this one. They led 27-7 after one quarter and outscored the Warhawks 26-4 in the third quarter. Izzy Eisbach added 22 points. Georgia Holiday scored 11. The Cam girls were an 83-42 winner over Boyer Valley, scoring 49 points on Friday night than they did on Thursday. Led by Eva Stephenson with 19.6 rebounds, two assists, four steals, and two blocks. Meredith Rich scored 18 points and had six rebounds. Reese Snyder scored 11. The Underwood girls defeating Audubon 40-32. The Wheelers give the Class 2A 7th-rated Eagles a run for their money, but end up falling short by eight. Maddie Steckler had 12 points for Audubon in that contest. 
It was AHSTW dropping a 51-39 game against Logan Magnolia. Ellie Peterson had 16 points and 6 rebounds. Ella Langer scored 10 points. East Mills defeating Riverside in a non-conference matchup, 52-29. And in the West Central Activities Conference, Interstate 35 beat ACGC 44-32. Let's go to boys basketball. The game on KS95 last night. Saw four players scoring in double figures to lead Atlantic to a 68-50 win over St. Albert. Tom Robinson with the details. Colton Rasmussen led Atlantic with 20 points. Nolan Waters and Jackson McLaren 14. And Kate Anderson finished with 12. Atlantic head coach Derek Hall says the Trojans put together a full game with something they hadn't done. We were very balanced. We were making the extra pass. Um, and we were bombing in open shots. So whenever we get good looks, we have good shooters on the outside. Um, one thing I thought we could have done better is could have taken more advantage of them inside. Colton Rasmussen's three-point basket pushed the Trojans to a 9-6 lead and never trailed after that. Atlantic led 17-8 at the end of the first quarter and 30-22 at the break. Atlantic built a large lead in the second half. Nolan Waters, Kate Anderson, and Colton Rasmussen each knocked down long-range shots, steering the Trojans to a 54-33 advantage at the end of three quarters. Rolled a 59-39 fourth-quarter lead. Both coaches cleared the respective benches. The reserves duked it out for the remainder of the contest. And the result, a 68-50 win for Atlantic. He's tough to stop. I thought Caden was awesome on him. Um, Nolan did a great job on Bellinger. He's a freshman, shooting about 40% from three. He did a great job there. I thought Gavin gave awesome minutes off the bench. Jackson gave um, awesome minutes defensively there. Um, so, you know, I, th- I thought the Carter was pretty good. He didn't score a bunch tonight. He got in foul trouble a little bit. So anytime you can win by 20 and Carter ends up with, what, three points, um, we kind of had to pick up for him. Um, but, you know, it's not going to be your night scoring every night. Carter understands that. So he just did what he had to do. He did all the other little things, guarded, um, rebounded. Um, he had some pretty nice passes for buckets there. So, you know, good team win. Three players finishing double figures for St. Albert. Noah Narmi came off the bench and led the team with 17. Colin Lilly, 14, and Jackson Lennon finished with 10. I'm Tom Robinson reporting. In the KSOM broadcast, Harlan overcame a 14-point early deficit in the second quarter to beat Creston 64-55. Franz Rice scored 16 points. Jacob Birch added 15. The duo combined for 22 of Harlan's 31 points in the first half. In the second half, Will Arkfeld scored 9 of his 11. Creston on the night was led by Ethan Crawford with 12, and Jake Hoyt scored 10. A balanced scoring attack got the Panthers off to a quick start. All five starters scored in the game's first few minutes. Kyle Strider led the way with seven in the opening quarter. There were five lead changes early, and then Creston's three-point shooting allowed them to build a 23-12 lead heading into the second quarter. The Panthers stayed hot early in the second, building the advantage to as big as 28-14 and 30-16, but Harlan stormed back with 14 straight to tie the game at 30. The Panthers finally did break the drought with a basket late in the first half to lead 32-30. to Harlan would hit one of two free throws uh, right before halftime to get within 32-31. The third quarter started close, but Harlan finished strong. An 11-0 stretch at the end of the frame to go from down one to up 10, and they were able to put the game away in the fourth quarter, leading by as many as 14 points down the stretch. Harlan improving to 10-4 and on the season. Creston drops to 8-6. and They'll meet again on February 10th. Elsewhere in boys basketball last night, it was Nottaway Valley OM getting an 89-61 win over Southeast Warren behind a banner scoring night from Dawson Nelson. He goes for 34. Wolverines led by 11 at the half and then outscored the Warhawks 49-32 after the break. 
Boston DeVault scored 18. Avery Phillippe with 12. ACGC had all five starters in double figures in a 72-35 win over Interstate 35. Cal Hayden, a freshman for Coon Rapids Bayard, continues to shine. 59-50, they beat Arweva. Hayden went for 32 points on 10 of 18 shooting and 12 of 13 at the free throw line. He also had 30 in a game on Tuesday. Lance Clayberg added 17 points on 8 of 12 shooting last night, along with 12 rebounds and 5 steals. Underwood defeating Audubon 74-46. AHSTW beats Logan Magnolia 64-41. Braden Lund, 17 points, 8 rebounds. Cole Scheffler, 14 points, 5 assists, 5 steals. Kyle Sternberg, 14 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists. Vikings are 16 and one on the season. Grady Jepson had 27 points for Riverside, but he couldn't quite keep up with East Mills, 58-55 in a non-conference game. Aiden Salias, 13 points, six rebounds, and five steals. Hawkeye 10 Conference Wrestling coverage on KS95 today. Live video can be found at westerniowatoday.com. Despite sending only eight wrestlers, Harlan has a goal of finishing in the top four. It'll be the final Hawkeye 10 Conference meet for Coach John Murtaugh, who's retiring after 20 years at the helm. Coach Murtaugh was honored during the team's home quad on Thursday. Really special. Uh, we, had, uh, we had a full house there. I certainly appreciate everybody coming out and and support not just me, but the seniors. I, I kind of wanted to be more about the seniors than me, but I, uh, that was beyond my control. Um, a lot, a lot of ex wrestlers. There had to be at least uh, 40, 50 ex wrestlers, and had some guys uh, drive home from Nebraska, uh, like six or seven uh, members of my 1991 state runner-up team in Nebraska came over, so uh, it was a really special night. Coach Murtaugh admits Creston's a favorite going into today's action. Well, I don't think there's any question that Creston's the overall favorite to win it. Um, I think Atlantic, Glenwood, um, they're probably in the running for uh, second. Uh, we just hope to get in the top four somewhere. With sports, I'm Bennett Blake.